Welcome to the Jesus People Podcast. Jesus People is an intentional Christian community of 180 folks who live together in a vintage hotel in the uptown neighborhood in Chicago. We share the values of following Jesus, serving the poor in our community and those who are experiencing homelessness, and using our creative gifts and talents to the glory of God. Hey everybody, I'm Orion, your host for today. Typically, I'm on the production team of the JP Podcast, but I have the opportunity through these weeks to interview your typical, normal, wonderful hosts. And today I have with me Sarah Wright, a woman of passion, creativity, and energy. Welcome to your own podcast, Sarah. Thank you, Orion. It's so nice to be here. It's wonderful to have you here. And it's been great seeing in the last couple of weeks as spring has sprung. You've been out and about in the city. Um, I, I heard talk of bubble tea and other things. So what have you been up to lately here in our fine city? Um, I'm currently addicted to a new coffee shop in Avondale called Brew Brew. Mm-hmm. Um, so I drive an hour round trip a couple times a week uh, to go out and get their specialty drinks. Um, and yeah, just uh, walks enjoying the city. Well, that's a significant commitment to coffee, which we applaud because we are Americans and we love coffee. Yeah. Yes. I don't even really like coffee, but something about their coffee, I keep going back. So Nice. Oh, that's so good. Yeah. Well, and one of the other things I've noticed about you, Sarah, in our community here at Jesus People is that you tend to be someone that people call when they need a ride to an appointment of some sort. Mm, Yes, yes. Uh, I'm a helper. I love to help. Uh, Still working on those personal boundaries uh, sometimes, but uh, I do have a flexible schedule, and that's one of the blessings of community is being able to stop and being able to... uh, to offer that help that people need. Um, so whether that's picking someone up from an appointment or taking time out of your day to have prayer with someone, mm-hmm. um, it took me a really long time to see that as productive, right. um, that that is an important part of what we do here. And it's just as important as something that you can measure in a pie chart or you know it, uh, paperwork done at the end of the day. Um, and in a lot of ways, it's actually more important. Um, right. Well, you know, there's that old quote. Oh, what was it that um, the things that we consider the interruptions are actually our ministry? It's true. Yeah. It's so true. And it took me so long to see it that way. But yeah. now um, I, I don't feel in any guilt about stepping away. As long as I have the important things done, right. I'm happy to take oh. you to your appointment. That's so good. So, Sarah, tell us about what brought you to Jesus people in the first place. Tell about your tell us about your journey to community. So both of my younger sisters uh, lived here before me. So I've been visiting before, but it was never a place that I saw myself for the long term. Um, It's nice to be here for a week or two, but then it's time to get back to work, go back home. Um, And so I actually, when the Lord asked me to move in, I didn't want to. I was basically told him, oh, well, that's that's not for me. Surely that's not what you want. Wait, um, so that was a call from God for you? To- it, it was a call. You said the Lord. Yeah. The Lord God all there was a okay. There was a moment where where it was, it was him and I, and I had just had um, 
We had just gone out for some Papa Ray's pizza. We had some uptown fries. I was ready for my fat nap. My sister was going to work and I was ready to lay down, take a nap. I was on vacation mode. Um, and the Lord, I just felt like a nudging in my spirit. And he's like, Hey, we need to talk. Um, and I'm like, nah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to take a nap. And he's like, no, no, uh, we need to talk. I want you to quit your job and I want you to move in. And I'm like, uh, no, I'm good. Uh, so that was kind of how it went. And, um, it took a, a little bit for me to finally, um, commit to say, okay, I'll do this. Um, and then I gave my job four months notice and then I moved into community and that was a little over six years ago. So I gave God a time limit and I said, okay, I'm going to give you nine months. Um, obviously, uh, he had something a little bit different in store. So when it came to the end of that nine months, I knew that I needed to be here longer. So That's kind of how I came to community, reluctantly. Um, (laughs) And that's fair. That's fair. I mean, yeah. uh, I mean, I had a, I had a life. I had the car, the job, the friends. I was settled um, before I came here. So. So, what was it you found here and experienced here during those nine months that where you just said, "Oh my gosh, this is this is what I want to do. This is where I want to be." Yeah. Um, It was just so so different um, from the way that I had grown up. Um, I think primarily in the beginning, it was um, a time of healing between my sisters and I. Um, There was just so much that the Lord needed to repair, um, things that we needed to let go of. And it was really in the beginning about rebuilding that friendship um, and a lot of healing just in our family in general. So not just between my sisters and I, but our relationship with our parents, our our extended family as well. And so that be, those first couple of years were actually... Um, really really big part of of changing our family dynamic for the better so it was a it was a healing time and that was incredibly restorative I also really enjoyed the work that I did at Cornerstone Community Outreach I still work there which is our uh, homeless shelter that we run here in the city um, here in the uptown neighborhood but we serve the whole Chicagoland area. Um, it was my first time ever working with people who cared that much. Uh, and it kind of weirded me out at first. I'm like, nobody's this nice without there being strings attached. I came from like a corporate setting where if someone does something for you, they're gonna ask you a favor in return. So you always have to weigh right. ahead of time whether or not that favor, you know, is it going to be worth it for me in the end? Do I want to say yes to this? Um, and I just never had met people who were so genuinely concerned for other people, um, and who were willing to advocate, um, for people that weren't their family, uh, that, you know, just people who are living on the street. I had never, 
I had never really understood that. And this is the first time, I guess, I was really encountering that kind of care for people. And it, and it blew me away. Yeah. And it took me a while to get used to it. But now I'm so incredibly grateful for that work environment and how that kind of contributed to a lot of unlearning that I had to do. Yeah, well, you know, and it's interesting that you say that about unlearning, which could be another word actually for healing, right? Yeah. Um, because you mentioned earlier about how your, your family dynamics had shifted and there was a lot of healing that went on in your life and heart and within your family. Uh, you know, I think oftentimes we think of a community like Jesus people as a place where you come and serve and serve and serve, but it's also a place where you can come and heal. Mm -hmm. So tell us a little more about your experience with the healing of being here at JP. Um, so I think a big part of it was, um, Sarah's a doer. Um, she's a helper. She is someone who, um, before I came to Jesus people was someone who put a lot of, um, my worth and my value into, um, what I could accomplish my productivity, whether or not I was hitting my goals, how busy I was. There was like this sick pride in being incredibly busy and stressed out all the time. Um, and now Sarah right now is like, Oh my gosh, why did you live like that? Um, but it took so much to get to that place to realize that, you know, what you do isn't your, your worth. Um, how much you get done in the day doesn't determine how valuable you are as a human being. It doesn't mean that you're more or less than anyone else. You just, um, I guess just that for me, just really learning how to rest mm. was the most difficult for, thing for me. I remember when I first started working at the shelter, I would go into the office and I would get angry when I would see people uh, like leaving work early to go do something else that I didn't think was, uh, I don't know, uh, productive enough. I don't, I don't even know how to describe it. Sure. It was irrational. Um, because that's how the outside world thinks, you know, there's a, uh, the way that time moves and the way our motivations here in community, uh, it, it's a different emphasis than what you're going to find in the corporate world, which is, you know, the bottom line, making the money kind of thing. And so changing from that money mindset to that people mindset, um, was really hard for me. Um, and not gonna lie, I was super judgy in my head. I was just like, <laughs> I, I don't understand why blah, blah, you know, yeah. I'd get really upset and just, this is why we can't get anything done for, you know, and huff and puff or whatever. And, um, and now I just laugh at myself yeah. <laughs> about that stuff because none of it mattered. Um, you know, the important stuff gets done and the rest of it. Yeah. It's, it's a blessing to be able to live like this and to, to have this space to unlearn those things, uh, yeah. those mentalities that weren't helpful. Um, I can remember before I came here, I, I, I would have like stress dreams about audits. I would have, um, there'd like always be this like vein I could feel in my neck. Mm. Um, I had a lot of responsibility that looking back on now, um, it was irresponsible of my superiors to put that much responsibility on me as someone that young. Um, 
and unexperienced, but I wanted to prove myself. And Sarah now is like, "Mm, sorry, I can't do that. That's, that's too much. So, yeah, you know, you're right. Um, I've been, you've been here six years, right? Mm -hmm. And I've been here almost two years and it is a different pace of life here in community. Definitely. Mm -hmm. And it's taken me almost this two years to adjust to that and not, that you know to let go of that kind of drivenness that's self-imposed for me at least mm-hmm. you know, um, and to really accept and receive the the pace that we have which I would say it's it's grace and space yes right? that's the perfect way to put it yeah yeah a lot of the a lot of the stressors that I had were self-imposed um, and it was just what I had picked up just in a regular workplace and you don't have to live like that but I had never known anything else so yeah well and that's part of the the community economy that's what I call it of of living communally that there are so many of us taking care of everything all the time so that you can step back for Mm -hmm. a while and and do some significant self-care and sabbath rest and healing whatever you need to do no that's so good yeah absolutely so six months in or six months six years in mm-hmm. uh, I know you are busy but healthily busy we'll put it that way as much yeah. as you're able to so how are you investing your time and energy these days here at Jesus people what, what are you up to Sarah yeah um, so I'm still working at the shelter um, I'm also doing uh, social media um, for Jesus people and also for the shelter. I work at um, an eBay store that we run over at the shelter to kind of help sell higher end goods that be that are donated and kind of turn those into cash for bus cards and things like that. Um, I'm also in charge of the birthday team. It's um, <laughs> about the birthday team. So we have 180 people who are living together. That's a lot of birthdays. So how does that work? That's so many birthdays in November. Yes. Y'all do the math on that, okay? I'm a November person. November. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of Valentine's babies. Um, so basically, in the beginning of the pandemic, um, we couldn't have our normal monthly birthday parties that we used to have. Um, so we'd have like one night a month where we'd all get together, have a treat, celebrate everyone, and then have like a little party kind of thing where we'd play games and have snacks and things like that. Um, but obviously we couldn't do that because of COVID. So, um, team of us came together, just a bunch of like five volunteers. And basically we send out an email to the whole community, uh, basically with a, with a picture and celebrating you and just, you know, thanks for being you and all the ways that you enrich us just by being here um, and by being you and so a little coffee card so everybody gets a free coffee on their birthday and a little birthday card on your door so um, that's something that we just started doing to make sure that everybody felt seen and valued um, during this hard time so that's something that I've been a part of Um, I also am kind of like a house parent for our Eastwood building, which is kind of like our interns. Um, so the younger folks, right? The younger folks, yeah. So just kind of like if they have any questions or 
Um, a lot of them don't drive or aren't comfortable driving here in the city. So maybe we can do like weekend outings where I'll take them out to the Japanese market and the suburbs or let's go to the forest preserve or let's go hit up Chinatown. Um, so doing fun things like that. Um, and then also having like weekly meetings where we just kind of connect and do some sort of devotional um, game nights. Yeah, it's uh, it's been incredibly fulfilling to be a part of that um, welcome space for yeah. young people. Yeah. And some of them are just here for a couple of weeks. Some of them are here for gap years or a little longer. And uh, when I first moved into community, I really didn't like teenagers and young adults because uh, honestly, I just didn't have time for that. And they kind of annoyed me and like, Oh, you come back when you got your stuff together. But, <laughs> but I started doing mission trips, um, hosting mission trips here in the city with another organization, just like on the side for fun. Um, and then also being a house parent as at Eastwood, um, just getting to have the privilege of, building up young Christians, encouraging them, listening to them, mm, yeah. um, and, and seeing that, that first love in their hearts that ha th it hasn't gone out yet. The flame is still burning bright, um, with that first love. And so it's, it's so, so beautiful to see and a beautiful thing to nourish and, in seeing them grow, that also grows me um, and encourages me as well. So um, I'm really, really enjoying being a part of that program and that welcome for them. Yeah, oh, that's so good. Well, and, and you know, there's also, I think sometimes, actually people of all ages will come to the city and come to our neighborhood that back in the day was called an inner city neighborhood. And, you know, we're kind of gritty still. Um, but they have this romantic notion of quote unquote urban ministry, right? And right. It's going to feel good and it's going to be so, yeah, I'm going to change everybody for Jesus. And, and the reality is it's really difficult and not everybody wants to even listen to you. Um, and there are challenges, but in the midst of all that, having someone like yourself, and I know we have other house parents as we, we have different rotations through the year, that you can invest in them and help nurture the spark of their love for Jesus, but also that spark of possibly serving in a city setting or a ministry setting or a nonprofit setting or social services or, you know, whatever it is mm -hmm. um, that you get to be a part of that, that journey, that good work as Philippians 1, 6 says uh, that God is doing in the hearts and lives of these younger folks. So yeah, kudos, kudos to you for that. Cause that, that's amazing. And it does, it is amazing to me too. And you're, you're usually somewhere around these people. Uh, the number of folks who come through for uh, the service learning trips, you know, before COVID, of course, we had youth groups and that type of thing, but individuals and smaller groups and people doing gap years and um, great opportunities for people to come and try out not only serving in a city neighborhood, an urban neighborhood, but trying out living in community to see if it might be a fit. Mm -hmm. And it seems like it's a fit for you. It is. It is. Um, I've had multiple opportunities to, um, to leave, but it never felt right. It, it didn't feel like it was time yet. Um, and I'm still 
very much invested in in what we do here because I know how it's changed me for the better mm-hmm. and I I just can't express adequately how much growth I've experienced living here um unlike anything else in my life um before being here um and so I just know that um yeah there are definitely things that we need to work on um some things that are absolutely wonderful and some other not so great things and um I think that the wonderful things outweigh um everything else and I'm I want to be here and and see some of those changes happen I want to be a part of it um so and I mean that's what life is about it's always about growing and changing and I feel like uh that's us as a community as well we're we're always striving to that growth and that change and bettering ourselves and and all of that so yeah I really really love that and I want to be a part of it for longer I'm not ready to go yet so well we don't want you to go Sarah so please stay okay um yeah and if, if you've convinced our, me if any of our listeners ever visit make sure you ask for Sarah Wright and make her take you out to dinner <laughs> I'll take you to all the Asian markets okay amazing <laughs> I know so okay so we are um just starting to slowly open up after the COVID Mm-hmm. And we locked down the community the beginning of March, even before the city of Chicago. We were locked down tight mm-hmm. and had a lot of strict rules in place, which we're so thankful for because we're all, you know, alive and accounted for. Mm-hmm. Um, and now uh, just about all of us have been vaccinated. We've got our immunity thing going on. I've got our little cards and we're thinking of doing things a little more openly in the summer. Uh, we have a side yard, which is a whole city lot that we have as our little playground and hangout area and grilling area. So what do you what do you look forward to this summer with the Jesus People community for us as a, a family of believers? I think just being together, um, not having to eat meals alone in your room anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, food is such a big part of our lives here. Um, and so I didn't even realize how important it was to me to have those meals together. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I can't wait for the dining room to open up again so we can have be in the same space when we're putting food in our face. Yeah. Um, and meetings, which before COVID, it's like, oh, another meeting. Yeah. But now I'm like, yeah, a meeting. Let's go. Um, I'm so excited. Sign me up for all the things um, with healthy boundaries, of course. But um, and just like game nights and parties and worship nights and and we used to have like workshops where we do arts and crafts or go through books together or uh, writing, you know, there was all kinds of stuff that we used to do. And so I'm really, really excited for togetherness. Yes. Um, mm. That is, I'd say that's the biggest thing that's is so being together um, and having guests over. Um, Cause that's also a really big thing is hospitality Um, we were always a place where people could stop and have a place to stay on their way through Mm -hmm. we haven't been able to offer that 
And so um, it is going to be slow that we're opening that part, but I'm, I'm just really excited to have guests again. Yes, I know. Absolutely. I have so many people who have yet to see my space. Right. Uh, you know, my, my dwelling space here at, at Jesus People. And I'm excited, just like you, to, to be able to host them. You know, yes. So yeah, you know, one of the things for me, at least, that was, I don't want to say surprising because that's too intense, but it, it was so delightful to realize that we here at Jesus People take Jesus very seriously. We take our ministries and service very seriously, and we try not to take ourselves so seriously and kind of a, a corollary to that is we know how to celebrate and have fun mm-hmm. we had a dance party in the side yard the other night and you know celebrating one of our beloveds you know i mean it's it's so wonderful to see that we're serious about the things we should be serious about but we know how to in a very healthy christian sanctified way we know how to party <laughs> Uh, and I love that. So good to celebrate. And you're right. You can't. Yeah. I don't think you can have fellowship without food. I think that's. I'm sure there's something in the Bible about that. Yeah. You know, you've got to have it all. Thou shalt potluck. It's yeah. in there. Well, you know. Remember the the book of, of Revelation at the end. Um, first of all, New Jerusalem is a city. So ha, here we are. And uh, we talk about the marriage feast of the Lamb. So we're just practicing and. It's all good. Well, Sarah, it's been so wonderful to talk with you and to touch base and hear about your life and your experience here at Jesus People in Uptown. Uh, I always like to ask folks if they have words of wisdom for our listeners. Any words of wisdom you can share with us today? Yeah, actually, um, I would say one of the things that actually ended up bringing me here um, was the Lord was showing me that the good things aren't always the God things in that sometimes you have really amazing, great things. I had an amazing church. It was very difficult for me to leave that church back home. I had great friends that I had had longer than I ever had growing up because I was a military kid. So it was very hard for me to leave that too. Um, and those were all good things, amazing things. Um, And I wasn't ready to let go of those things for this God thing. I was holding on real tight. And sometimes um, you have like these Moses moments is what I call them, where the Lord asks you to do the thing. And you can say no, but what's waiting for you on the other side of yes is the God thing. Mm. And, but that requires letting go of the good things. So, you know, For me, that was leaving that life behind and moving into community and entering this new season of growth and change and and unlearning and healing for me. Um, And for you, that might be something entirely different. And so I would just really, really encourage you if you're listening to this and the Lord is asking you to do a God thing, but it means letting go of a good thing, whatever it is, drop it and run. Okay. There's such amazing blessings waiting for you with the God thing. It's going to hurt. It's going to be uncomfortable, but it is always, always worth it. Wow. Amen to that. You just preached. 
That was so good. Yeah, thank you. Uh, insert mic drop here. I know, mic drop. And she has left the building. No, but you will not leave the building. Uh, well, thank you, Sarah. Thank you again for hanging out with me today. And thank you, listener. Thank you for joining Sarah and me today on the Jesus People podcast. We would love it if you would subscribe to our podcast. And we are wherever you get your podcasts. That's where we are because that's how you found us. So we'd love to have you subscribe. You can like us on Facebook and Instagram. You can check out our website, which is JesusPeopleChicago.org. And we'd love to hear from you. So you can email us at jppodcast at japusa, which is jpusa.org. We'd love to hear from you. That'd be great. This has been the Jesus People Podcast. Everybody take care, and we'll talk to you next time.